0: Hey everyone and welcome to this bonus episode of the Greater Than Podcast. My name's Elijah Murrow, thank you for joining. We had the one and only Pastor Ray Jean Wilson on my IG. We did an IG live, we took that audio, we converted that audio and put it on the podcast for your enjoyment. He's gonna share stories from learning from Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Copeland, Rob Oral Robertson, even my spiritual father Keith Moore. You do not wanna miss this. Shout out to him and Pastor Beth, amazing ministry. Join in on this conversation on a culture of honor okay hello 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 it's going to be a good time my name is elijah merle so glad to see everyone um today we're in for a special treat here in a few minutes we're going to have the one and only Ray Jean wilson joining us now we've done this before We've done this before, but I want to do it again. Last time, I wasn't able to save it. I want to be able to save it so people can look at it later. Uh, He will be joining us, and it's going to be a good time. Now, what we talked about last time, I'll kind of set it up as as I wait. What we talked about last time was honor, and I'm going to put it right here in the comments right now. A culture of honor is what we've been talking about, and we're going to do part two to that and it's gonna be an amazing time. Uh, So glad you're taking out the time to join this and and be a part. It's gonna be really, really good. We're just waiting here, just waiting, waiting. Oh, 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 here we go. The one and only legend, the OG, triple OG. We're waiting for him. Here it comes. Oh, oh, there he is.
1: What's up?
0: How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing good. I'm actually just getting, uh, the Starbucks line was really long, so I'm still getting settled. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks was really long, man. I tell you, listen, <laughs> listen, you, you guys know. Pastor Ray Jean, love him so much. This is one of my favorite people on the cool. entire planet. This man of God right here. So <laughs> honored and blessed to have him back up here. Now, last time when we were together, I love this man. I love it. He's driving. He's, he's in the car. He's awesome. he's hanging out. I love him.
1: The authenticity. I'm parking I love it, right man. now. Okay, now I'm all set. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh
0: um, man, what'd you get from Starbucks?
1: Grande Quad toffee nut latte with whipped cream.
0: Nothing
1: I'm proud
0: of. But whatever. <laughs> that's what we've got. Hey, we've got our coffee. We've got. We're we're, we're ready for a good discussion. I love All it. Right. Uh, we talked. To, we talked about last time a uh, culture of honor, and I wanted to do a part two to that. Um, yeah. And so that's that's what we're doing right now, really quick. We won't be, as they said in the old church, we won't be before you long. But uh, we just wanted to do this really quickly. Um, Pastor Raging, one thing we said, and I want you to kind of talk about it again, is what how you said that um, you said, and the word that you used was talking about honoring and honoring people, that some of the best things that ever happened in your ministry was connected with honor. Could you kind of say that again for those who didn't hear it that last time?
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, I was uh, thinking about this. Someone asked me a question yesterday, and I was thinking about the people that have success in ministry. Of course, I don't know any other life except ministry. It's all I've ever done yes um, it 's because of uh, it 's so important to hold people of a place of honor in your life because it always keeps you where someone can speak into your life and so I think I was looking more. we were talking about someone that they had said, Why do you think this happened? Why do you think that happened and sometimes yeah. you you look at different people uh in, in situations and see where things have kind of uh, you know, where they've lost what they had or something like that. And so many times, I mean almost every time, it's because there was no one that they honored in their life that could mm. speak into their life. And That's so good. it's just so important to, to have fathers in the faith and people that you respect, you know, in a place of honor like that because yeah. um, it, it, you, you have. To someone who can speak into your life. And so, you know, the, somebody will say, wow, I, you know, so, so-and-so so said this or so-and-so, I wonder who could speak to him. And sometimes you look and you're like, there's probably no one that they would yeah, listen yeah. to. There's probably wow. no one. And so, you know that at least as far as anyone else can tell, that they they have not really submitted themselves. It's just so, so important because there's five five or six people off the top of my head that if they told me anything, I would stop what I was doing. I would seriously Mm. look at what I was doing. I would instantly begin to see where can I make changes because I have such respect and such honor. And Actually, there's a lot more people than that, but there's people that I hold in places where I really honor them and what they say means a lot to me. And even just in... Not on a personal, like maybe, maybe you honor people that you don't have or, or, or a, a personal relationship with where you could talk to them, but you yeah, still let them speak true. in, you still let them speak into your life because maybe you don't know Brother Hagen or, or, or Brother Copeland personally where you could call him. Yeah. But if, yeah. But if you follow like Brother Moore, if you follow mm. his teaching, you probably don't need to talk to them in person, because it's pretty yeah, much: yeah, all, It's pretty much all covered if you're paying attention, you know. Yep. Uh, and so um, it's just really important to honor people and, and uh, have people in your life that can speak into your life, and you would actually make changes and listen and do mm-hmm. what they say.
0: It's so good. Um, Yeah, for those who may be joining who weren't with us last time, my name's Elijah Merle. I've been uh, honored and privileged to be a part of Brother Moore's church here in Branson for about uh, 13 years. Um, Good, good ministry. Um, I grew up going to the youth group here. Miss Phyllis, his wife, was doing it at the time. Uh, She laid hands on all of the youth one night in connection to what we were called to do with our lives. That's when I personally believe I received the anointing for the ministry that God's called me to had the honor and privilege of serving with Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, loved them so much, serving under them for a year and uh, being a part of that family. And then after that, the Lord moved me to Atlanta, Georgia, where I was ordained as a reverend under a, a Baptist church. Of all places, the Lord sent me to a Baptist church. It's <laughs> wonderful. I love it. It's so That's great. great. Uh, I love that. love that ministry. So anyway, what we're talking about right now here is the importance of having someone who can speak into your life. Because I feel like a lot of times people feel like they can just do it on their own. We'll be fine on our own. We don't need that. We don't need to hear from people. But it's important about that. And one thing that I've, I've learned in the short time that I've been in ministry, the short time, one thing that I've learned is it's, import- it's, it's to your advantage. It's to your betterment. Just think about the Bible, oh, how yeah. the Bible's set up. It talks about in the Old Testament yeah. how those were examples for us, That what they went through, different things right. that happened with them are our example to benefit us. So, Pastor Agent. can you kind of speak into that a little bit, how that's your for your benefit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, um, uh, when uh, Brother Roberts, Oral Roberts, lived in Southern California his last several years, and so I had the uh, opportunity to spend a lot of time with him. In, in, uh, in Southern California. And so I would just go, he he, he said, your, your body starts wearing out eventually. The parts start wearing out, but the call never leaves. And oh, that's so, so
0: good.
1: Isn't that good? So he would say, just come over here and just uh, let me preach to you uh, in the mm-hmm. living room because I still have the same desire and call and anointing yeah. to preach, but my body won't carry me where it used to carry me. So those were some really valuable times, and uh, I, of course, I want to get everything I can from anyone. I'm all ears, Mm -hmm. you know. And so he said some uh, amazing things that, uh, especially from his perspective and things that he had been through in ministry, and I would always ask him questions, you know, about that. And he said this statement, I thought this was astounding, but it really kind of affected everything that I've done for the last 15 years since I started pastoring. So I started spending time with him right when we started our church, you know, because we had traveled. I've been on the road for 40 years. But uh, mm-hmm. so we had been in ministry in some form for that long, but we started pastoring about 15, 16 years ago. And he said, uh, one thing you need to understand is it doesn't get any better. Now, that was devastating, when I first heard it, because <laughs> you always think, yeah. it's just going to get better, it's going to get, e-. he said, it doesn't get better, but you get better,
0: wow. so He said. Yeah.
1: he said, and you know, he was way in his 80s, and then, then into his 90s, he said that uh, he still had to use his faith and everything like he always mm-hmm. did, but... He said, you get better and you get stronger. But he said, I still had tests and I still had trials. I still had things, uh, difficult things to deal with. And I thought that was pretty astounding to think about of Oral Roberts after yeah. all the building, the university and all those years of ministry and all those things that he still dealt with anything at all. Yes, exactly. Me, you know, And uh, he said, "But you know, you get better and you get stronger, and so you know, your faith gets built up, and uh, you you go through the same things, but it's not any big deal anymore. But that's still you still go through stuff. There's still stuff there, but you get so strong that you know if you're if you're a weightlifter, and what does it matter if you're lifting a couple hundred pounds?" If you've been trained to carry it, it's not a big deal to you anymore, but it's still the same weight. So things are still there. Stay, you still deal with things, and life doesn't really get any easier but, or better, but you get better. And so uh, those are the kind of things that I've listened to people that, that have been through stuff that's older than me that I honor in my life. And it's made my life so much better and so much easier
0: and it really does and i love that about that you, you just get better you get stronger you develop right. you grow in that call in that gift that god's placed in your life right and i feel like one of, the, one of the reasons why i love doing this and and being a part of this what we're doing here is that i want the younger generation to to, to get this to understand that honor is key uh, we talked Absolutely. about it last time how how that jesus couldn't do any mighty works because of dishonor because of the fact that that he was not honored. And it's just an important thing. And I love that about you, how you've done that over the years, and it shows, right? That's why the ministry is how it is, how it's grown and developed. It's on a good foundation of that, honoring the people that came before. And then honoring people, I like to say it like this, honor up and down, and honor all the way around. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. You honor everyone. And I heard one person say this, that honor starts with the head. Or it starts with the person who's in charge, the person who we're talking about ministry now in right. charge. In there it starts there with the head, and then it works on down. Just like with Jesus, you know, God, He Him honoring us by sending His Son. I mean, absolutely. wow! Absolutely, absolutely amazing. It starts, it starts up to the very top, to the head of this whole thing. Our Father God honoring right. us by doing. And I love it. So anyway, Pastor ray I, I love, you, you told a couple of good stories about uh, Brother Moore. Now, I, I need those stories. I, I love to hear those stories now. That's my spiritual father. I love to hear those stories. <laughs> if you got any more, Pastor ray I love to hear them. I, I want to hear the statue story again, though. Uh, <laughs> the pra- I want to hear that. One, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, so we, go ahead. Were,
1: we were on the Raymond campus, and uh, Sophia, our daughter's 15, and she uh, since she started school she hasn't been able to come to Tulsa that much with us when we would come to meetings and come to different things. So I kind of forgotten that. So she didn't know of those stories. So I thought of that. I went around by the prayer and healing center and I said, that was Keith Moore's office, brother Moore's office. When he was still just working for brother Hagen, he was doing healing classes at two o'clock every afternoon. And I, and I told her, I said, he would spin around right at that window and he would look out the window and pray. And we had walked down the hall, and it, they had glass doors, and you could. We would look in, and there's Keith. He's praying. He's getting ready for yeah, healing yeah. service. And so I told Sophia, I went to a some sort of a, a store and bought a Buddha statue, and sat it outside his window, and took rocks and flowers. I don't remember what all, but I made a little like meditation garden. So when he spun around to pray, and I remember me and Patsy and a bunch of us, we came to look in the window. When he turned around to pray because that Buddha garden was all set up outside of his window. And he, he of course spun around to look like to see what was going on because, uh, he, he was always kind of expecting something crazy to happen from us. But Keith was, uh, uh, such a voice in our, in our life always. And of course, still to this day, I listen to everything, uh, everything that he does. And he's such a mentor, uh, to me and, and really a pastor in our life, and uh, it's one of those situations where I was just talking about that I don't really call him and ask him questions yeah. and have, you mm-hmm. know, where we just hang out together, and we have a meal together if we're at a meeting there or he comes, you know, to our place or something like that, but there's, I know that I could call him anytime I needed to call him, but I don't ever need to call him because I'm paying attention yeah. to what he's saying and what he's teaching. And I was just uh, uh, thinking about this, uh, talking about honor, what he said about uh, submission and authority. Of course, his teaching on that is just off the charts—the the best you've yeah. ever heard. And he just brings really? the Bible alive. I mean, that's that's the whole thing about it. You know, when someone's anointed, I, I'm going down so many trails, aren't I? When You're someone good, when someone's has an anointing to preach, you know. Uh, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. And then that same passage, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's not just any of the Bible because you could hear a religious service on television on a religious channel and someone in a, some sort of a, a you know, a robe and whatever reading a scripture and it doesn't bring any life at all. And nothing's yeah. changed. It doesn't bring faith. Faith doesn't come from hearing what they're saying, because it's talking about people. You know how shall they, how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach unless they are sent? You know, and so yeah. it's talking actually that passage about people that are anointed to preach. When they preach, faith comes yeah. by hearing and hearing. Because Keith Moore or Kenneth Hagan can just read a scripture that I've been yep. knowing for 30 years, and all of a sudden, a scripture that yep. I thought I knew, a light will come on, and they haven't even yeah, said yep. anything about it, man. They just yep. said so it. They're quoting a scripture, Mark eleven twenty three, and it's like, how many times have I heard that? Thousands from Brother Hagin. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, he'll just read that passage or quote that passage and you'll get, you know, you'll get a light and you'll get revelation or you'll see something you've never seen because the word is alive. It's not dead words on a dead page, man. And when come someone on. that's anointed to oh, preach come on. just reads a scripture, you know, the word's anointed and the preacher's anointed. And I mean, things will start changing and things will start happening just when they begin to do that. But Keith would preach on submission and authority. And you, uh, I, I remember him saying this. Because people will often say, and this is really talking about honor, uh, they would say, well, you know, usually I agree with the pastor. And so I'll just do it. But he said, but but on this, now on this, I just don't agree with that. And what Brother Moore uh, has said, and this has helped me immensely, what, what you're actually saying is the very first opportunity you've had to submit. Because the man, you're, not, you're not submitting when you agree to it. You already believe that. Yeah. There's no submission to that, you know. Oh. And, uh, you know, Jesus, when he's in the garden, said, Not my will, but thine be done. And what he was really saying is it wasn't his will. Yeah, that's right. He did. He, he, it was not his idea. It wasn't his will. Nevertheless, at thy word, you know, and your will be done. And so, uh, he said, what you're saying is the very first time you've had the opportunity to submit to something, you refuse. The very first time, because mm-hmm. they'll always say, I usually agree with them on this, but now this mm-hmm. time, I'm not gonna do yeah. that way. And so, uh, you can see that in people's lives. And, uh, as a pastor, you really see that. And mm-hmm. I, we used to just, Sort of pat people, and you know, just sort of let people go when when they sure. weren't really in, you know, submitting or going along with whatever. And it always has the same result. There are uh, those people are always going to be offended because if you don't submit, and 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 one thing, brother Moore always said, if you don't submit to man, you don't submit to God either. Don't be deceived in things that yep. you do. And we we have proven that, now in 16 whatever years of ministry and pastoring, it's better just right up front, when you see that lack of submission and lack of honor, it's better just to sort of take care of that right then and just sort of know that, Mm. because it always is going to come back eventually because if they don't get that, if they don't understand that, things are not going to go well, and what you see is people just being in the same place in their life And they never advance and things don't really happen for them like happen for other people. But it's the people that really get on board and lay their own agenda down and honor, you know, what the word that's going forth. They're the ones that keep rising up and keep being blessed and keep being promoted and have more joy than anybody. And it's connected to everything in your life honor is connected to everything in your life.
0: It's so good. Pastor raging. You better flow. You better teach that pastor. Rajin. Like, like, like the, Ben said, Ben. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. What did Ben say? No, Ben, he, he put it in the comments. It hurts so good. You know, and I love it. It's just, it's, it's great. It's I love following stuff. Ben. Ben is awesome. Ben is, is legit. I love Ben, man. That's my friend. So, uh what I love is just simply that if you're going to submit, my, my brother Moore said this all the time. I've been listening to him for 13 years now. He says it all the time. People quote the verse all the time. Hey, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Brother Moore yeah. says, well, how are you doing that? Uh-oh. <laughs> how are you doing that? You know, yeah. we quote that verse and say that verse. The Bible says about Samuel that he served the Lord under Eli's supervision. Yeah. Here's the thing about all Here's the thing about respecting is that there comes a point, I I can I see this all the time. In the short just in the short time I've been involved in ministry, I've seen it. People have this great vision for their life. Like, okay, I'm gonna use this as a quote unquote stepping stone to get to this next thing or whatever. But really what God can honor and promote is when we submit our vision under someone else's supervision. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Oh so
1: good. So if
0: we can submit our vision under someone else's supervision, then God can work. Eli was going to be out of here. He was getting up out of here because he yeah. didn't honor God. But God still is the structure of authority, like what we're talking about. God still took Samuel through that process to grow him and develop him to that place. And the Bible says that none of Samuel's words fell to the ground. The Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, Elijah, you know why that's the case? I said, no, sir, why is that? He said, I didn't let any of his words fall to the ground, because he never let any of Eli's words fall to the ground. Because he honored anything that Eli told him to do, serving him, he did it. That's what we're saying. Honor's connected to it all. Yeah. to get us to that next place, to get us to that place of promotion. So, right. uh, can you can you speak into that just from your own personal life, Pastor Jean, where you've seen that where honor has taken you to a place where you received something that others didn't receive? We're not judging anybody else, but we're really wanting to show that this is how it works.
1: I I think uh, uh, one thing that when I was with uh, uh, Brother Hagan I was uh, I was the, uh, I never went to Rama so i'm like i uh, i just they asked me to come and sing and i went on the road with brother Hagen, and i was sort of got mine firsthand from him you know what i mean because we were on yes. the road in those days we were on the road all the time and because of my singing i'd already been uh you know had had some success in in music and recorded and stuff before i got, before i came with Raymond's. this was the early 80s and uh they sort of put me, it sort of changed the sound a little bit of the music and it came a lot, you know, a lot, kind of my style a little bit, I guess. And so, uh, I ended up in charge of choosing the music every night for the crusades and things like that. And so I was the least spiritual person in the whole group. I don't know how I got there. I, you know, it's like, what the heck yeah. am I doing here? I don't even know how this happened, but here I am. And so somehow I got in charge of, uh, choosing the songs and choosing the music. And I honestly didn't know. I wasn't even thinking about anything except just the music and how to do it, you know. I was just doing my best in the natural. I didn't even know enough to really. Call on God or whatever. I was like, I'm in charge of the songs. I got to do the song list. And so, um, someone came up to me that I would look at as really a, a spiritual had looked at as a really spiritual person, and they came and pulled me aside and said, uh, Brother Hagan's a prophet, and you're not choosing the right songs. You need to choose songs that do this, and songs that. And this was someone in another state who wasn't part of the ministry. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. well, you know what? They're probably right because I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I didn't ask for this job. And I just, I just thought, they're probably right. I don't know. How, how on earth would I know? I didn't even know what a prophet was. Yeah. What the heck? And so I went to Brother Hagen immediately and I yeah. said, I need to talk to you because this person who everybody knows and they're a wonderful, wonderful person, uh, came up to me and said, I'm not doing the right songs, then that you're a prophet. Can you imagine telling Kenneth Hagin, they, they said you're a prophet. And so I was, <laughs> I was so stupid, man. I mean, I'm still, a, but anyway. And so um they said, I'm choosing the wrong song. I said, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do to choose songs for a prophet. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do or what to do. And, and uh Brother Hagin said, because you're honoring this position and what you know what you're called to do. He said, "Do you know that every single time you either chose the very song that I had in my heart or what went perfectly with what was going on in the service right then?" And he said, "Why would the Lord tell someone else what you're supposed to do?" Ooh and and uh he said you just go on and do, you just keep doing what you're doing he said you're doing a good job of course he'd never t- uh, w- brother hagen just sort of let he never gave answers like if you asked him yes. what what's the answer to this he'd said now when I was in ministry back in 19 whatever it's like oh here comes yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. <laughs> everything's just a story he would never just say do this or do that and yeah. um he told me later why he didn't, even when he knew what the answer was, he wouldn't tell people the answer because he, he said, then you would say, well, Brother Hagen said I was supposed to do this, or Brother Hagen mm. said I was supposed to do that, instead of you know what you're supposed to do in your own heart and you take your own responsibility for it. And uh, you, you learn better to be led by the Spirit that way. Mm. And so I was always paying attention when he would give those stories, but I was, I was just thinking, I just wish he would tell me what to do, yeah. instead of telling me another story, and then I've got to decipher it and figure it all out. But it's exactly what Jesus did when they asked Jesus a question. He would tell a story. He would tell a parable. or exactly. would do something like that, you know, and it really helps you uh, 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 get a hold of things. But that that really helped me, and it helped me see that just because I was honoring Brother Hagen and I wanted to do the right thing, I was being led supernaturally like it was being dropped in my heart and it didn't feel like anything spiritual and I learned something right then about being led by the spirit is because Jesus said one time to the disciples you know him and Mm. they had just said they had just said Philip just said we don't know you know and uh, they just said we don't know for sure what to do and Uh, You know, we don't know the way. And he said, I'm the way. And then later on in that same passage in John, he said, you know him. And the Lord said to me, you know me better than you think you do. And I thought, because I I thought, well, that's probably true because I didn't think I did. (laughs) (laughs) Just because of the position I was in and where I was, the Lord was, divinely intervening in my life and he he honored the position I was in and he was giving me things and it didn't feel like thus say of the Lord, you know, do this song, thus say of the Lord. I didn't ever get any of that. And uh yeah. I talked to Brother Hagen one time about that and he says, Yeah, that's just being led by your spirit. It just seemed good to me. To do, you know, like the it, Apostle Paul, it I'm just right. seemed good to it me and to the good. Holy Ghost, yeah. and that's how we're to be led, and you know, you hear a lot of times people say, I knew I should have done that, Oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that, that's the oh, Spirit yeah. of God trying to lead you, you know, and where would we be? how far along would we be if we just listened when he said it, if we only spoke when we heard him speak and we only did what we, what we heard him say, do, instead of having an answer for everything. And I just learned so much about, about that place of honor and, and also how God honors you, uh, you know, if you'll submit to him in those places and just be humble. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I didn't even know enough to ask God to tell you the truth. I was just trying to figure mm-hmm. out a good list. And the whole time he was leading me just because I was honoring that gift and because of the place he had put me in.
0: So what you're saying here, Pastor Ray Jean, is that you, you're, you have in the heart, once again, honor is of the heart. These people Absolutely. honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. God's looking at the heart. So because of your heart to honor God... It, whether you realize it or not at the moment, it, it increased your sensitivity to hear from him because I you had even,
1: that. Heart. I wasn't even trying to do that.
0: But, but, was my heart, yeah.
1: but my heart was right. And I was, you know, I had a heart to do it and I had, a, I want to do everything right. I don't know what I'm doing. It's, I mean, I'm telling you God will come in and he'll get you through stuff and lead you through just, just, he looks at the heart. That's such a great point. He yeah. looks at the heart. It'll, it'll save you more times than anything else. Just having your heart right. It's such a
0: good thing. And one thing I want to say as we begin to wrap this up, it's been so good, so rich. One thing I want to say here is that uh, the honor of God and honoring God, Jesus said that he he couldn't do any mighty works. It's written and recorded. couldn't do any mighty works. So a culture of honor is a culture that sees mighty deeds. We said that before, but I want to say that again. It's a culture of honor that will see the mighty deeds of God, God doing things supernaturally Uh, for me when i was uh doing what i did here serving at the here first at faith life church and the kids the clean team tv what, whatever i was asked to do uh, by the help of the holy spirit doing that that's what set me up to meet right. jeremy and sarah pearson's and be involved with their ministry and there's an amazing testimony there we won't have don't have time for all that but the point is it's honoring honoring and respecting where god places you and also, too, you know, uh, I was placed at, a, at that church, the Baptist church I was part of, amazing ministry there. But, like, this, this person, was, it wasn't like a big ministry. It wasn't like this big thing, you know, but it's right. where God placed me. But it's a place where I could show honor. It's yeah, a place where true. I could say, all right, Lord, I'm going to honor who's over me. I, that, that pastor, Pastor William Gibbons, I love him so much. He, he, he told me to do stuff, and I was like, I don't want to do that. But guess what? <laughs> but God, that's when... That's when the training comes in. That's when yeah. you hear Brother Moore saying what what he, you know, that's where that comes from. That's where that development comes. I like to say like this, Faith Life Church. I heard somebody say this. Faith Life Church is like a Bible school, you yep, know, listening sure. to Brother Moore because he still has that instructor. That's still that teacher anointing is there. So right. hearing that it was training me for what I was going to do, where it was time for me to submit and to say, okay, you know, I'm going to do that. I don't like that, but I will do it, you know, and then what, God was able to honor. God was able to promote and I got ordained as a reverend. Listen, I didn't I didn't plan that. Like Pastor Raging said about not being not even knowing how to pray to God about that. I wasn't praying to God that I would be it just seemed good. Once again, it seemed yeah. good in my heart to right. be a part of that church. And yeah. then he he told me later that there were people who had been there for 3 or 4 years who had degrees. More, I didn't I didn't have any degree. I did, you know, I was just a homeschool kid. I didn't have right. any degrees. But yeah. they were the people who came with three-year degrees and all these kind of things, trying to get ordained there. He wouldn't let them. Why? There wasn't enough honor. There wasn't yeah. a res- a respect. But when yeah. someone came in, we're not glorifying us. We're not glorifying us at all. It's just a simple fact that if you will honor, I don't care who you are, if not you bad. will take the time to honor God, you can be flipping burgers. If yeah. you'll do it with an honor and respect to God, he can take you farther, faster, is Absolutely. what I'm saying. That's what we've got to remember. And that's one thing the Lord told me, that people are always looking for a shortcut, but faithfulness is the shortcut. A faithful heart will get you there, and it'll get you there in less time than it did for other people. Like I said, we're not judging other people, but people choose to honor and choose not to. Yeah. What what side are you going to be on? I want to be on the honoring side. Pastor Rachel, any closing words on that? Uh, uh,
1: The only thing I would say is that... um, People will come uh, a lot of them and say, what was it like to be with Brother Hagen? What was it like to be around Brother Copeland or br- Brother Moore, mm-hmm. around all these people? And I think yeah. that I would say that er- the things that I got yeah. from them were sitting in their meetings. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. it was wonderful to have a personal relationship with those people. But I know people that got the same thing. That 're just and that 's where you have to be pay attention is when there 's a meeting is going on and and uh, what they 're saying when they're the anointing's on them there 's a different anointing to preach when you 're yeah. up preaching and there 's an anointing buyes with them, but an anointing that comes on, and they would say things in the service that 's what is really life changing and you't you don 't have to know them and spend personal time with them. To have the same kind of relationship and to honor them the same way that I have, just because I would talk to them personally or something like that. Listen, all you got to do is just be paying attention to the Word and just being receptive. You give that place of honor, God will do the same thing. It doesn't matter who you're with or what you're doing, but if, you, if you'll put yourself in that position, God will yeah. honor you.
0: That's so good, and lo- I love what you're saying there. It doesn't matter like where you are. Like like I said earlier, that doesn't that doesn't matter. Where do, right. where do, is, is? Are you where God joined you? That matters. Yeah, Being where matters. God's placed you, that's right. what matters. It doesn't right. matter if the person has a name that's super famous or whether or not you could be serving at a church with just five members. Is that yeah. where God placed you? If that's where He placed you, honor honor up, honor down, honor all the way around. Fine. Yeah places and ways to honor people. I was talking to a basketball player when I was in Atlanta, he playing overseas and uh, he was talking about what was going on with him. And I, I wrote down, I wrote something down to him for him to remember is that I am anointed. To, to do, and I think Chip Chip Brim is the one I heard say this, uh, I am anointed to do uh, such and such at a level that the world is not familiar with, all to the glory of God, and one right. thing that I told him, I was with that pastor that I was talking about in Atlanta, we were together, we were talking to him, and uh, one thing we both told him, it was on our hearts, both of our hearts, honor God, find ways to honor God, and he yes. went to play basketball overseas, and won, and wound up winning the championship,
1: Wow! I mean, come on, awesome. yeah, absolutely, you,
0: Just we're talking about this will work in any area is what I'm saying. Any area area of your life. Right. I don't care what your profession is. I don't care what you do. Any area, if you will find a way, find ways to honor God and honor the people that God's put in in your life and put over you, finding out who those people are if you don't know. And then if you'll find ways to do that, God will just do exceedingly abundantly above. It gives him the right to because the Bible says them that honor me, I will honor. Oh, it's preach, been so good. Man. Preach, that's good. It's been so good. Thank you so much, <laughs> Pastor Raging, for being here. Uh, I, I've said it before; I'll say it again. One of my favorite people in the entire world. I honor and I respect if you are a pastor. And I've said it before; I'll say it again. Though uh, you can you can call me, you can text me. If you see something on IG you don't like, let a brother know. <laughs> we'll do what we got to do, man. I appreciate you. I love you so much. Thank you for doing this live again with me.
1: Love you, man. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later.
0: All right, we'll see you guys. Have a good one now. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Now that was lit. <laughs> Thank
0: you so much, Pastor Raging. You are amazing. You and Pastor Beth love y'all so much. Hey guys, listen, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, then remember to leave a rating, leave a like, leave a comment, a review. It really helps the podcast move forward and push forward. We love you so much. My name's Elijah Merle. And remember this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world.